0: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all
1: the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, happy Friday. Okay, so something really funny is, um, so right now I'm going into my Facebook group and we're uploading all the previous videos because I guess all the links don't work after two weeks. So we're (laughs) slowly, but surely we're getting there. Anyway, one of them I uploaded this morning and I'm wearing this exact same shirt. So there we go. I must love this shirt on Fridays. Anyway, I was like, oh, look at me. I'm wearing the same thing. Anyway, funny story. Okay. So we're here because you want to talk systems, right? Okay. So here's the deal. Systems is very, very, very generalized. So I want to know, like, I need your help. I need you guys to tell me what exactly, um, what are we talking about? When I say systems, what do you want to know the most? What? What? Where should we go with this conversation? Anybody?
0: Um, Linnea, what the, one thing that always pops in my head, That uh, two things I've learned from you in the past week. You are very dedicated to respecting your schedule. So, because um, twice there are things you've said about, oh, I haven't checked that email yet, it's not time. And I was like, wait, what? So what systems did you implement as far as how you run your day, how you run your week?
1: That would be really helpful. Okay, do you wanna see my schedule? You guys wanna see my Google Calendar? Danella laughs every time. She's like, Danella's, Danella, Danella. If you guys don't know, Danella Danella and I work together. She helps a lot of the buyers. And um, she is like trying to put appointments on our calendar all the time. She's like, I don't know when I can do this. I'll be staring at the calendar. And as I'm on the phone with someone trying to book an appointment, the spot that I'm looking at is like, filled in, filled in. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm very, very, very particular about my time. And I've learned a lot of things. And the reason why is because it is, So easy to get like distracted. It's so easy. We have like a billion things flying at us every day, and we tend to like prioritize those like everything within a transaction. Our clients, we tend to like drop everything for clients, which is great, right? We want our clients to know that we're responding to them. But at the same time, I'm going to tell you the few times that I have not told my clients what my schedule is to respond to them, they they text me at seven o'clock in the morning and expect an answer like that. That is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to respond to my clients until nine a.m. every single time because you know what? You can wait. So let me show you what my schedule looks like. And don't freak out, you guys. It's very, very, very color coded. Okay, um, and I know I did. I there is a speaking of adding videos into the Facebook group. We did a whole thing on this uh, when I was in Mexico uh, in November. But this is what my schedule looks like. So um, I check email every morning. It's not the very first thing I do. I have other things I'm doing in the morning. Uh, typically, it's like I have, I have my accountability call at 745. And then I have my team huddle every day. And then on Fridays, this takes place. This is before email. So I check I check email in the morning. Um, and then I check email usually right around like 5 o'clock. So what happens is that my, my, my 8.30 a.m. email time, that's what I'm going through. And I'm responding to any email that I didn't respond to the night before. Or I'm like clearing out the junk because there's a crap ton of spam in there, which is about 90% of it. So it takes like 2 seconds. Um, And then there is like the things that are really important. And sometimes like things don't really require an answer at all. It's just like informational. But um, I prioritize money-making activity, as you can see, in the time that I know I'm going to do it. There have been a lot of times when I will try to put money-making activities, which is prospecting and my working in my CRM uh, in the morning. And I'm going to be honest with you. I just don't do it in the morning because like people don't answer, people don't respond. And like the le- the more calls I make and the more attempts I make to reach, reach out with, with the least amount of response, the less I want to do it. So I have moved um, my, my money-making activities to the end of the day, because I'll tell you what, between 5.15 and 6.15, people are answering their phone. And if they're not answering their phone, they're responding to me early the next morning. And then guess what? I can respond to them the next day. So, um, I prioritize that, um, I prioritize a marketing. So anything in this purple color here is marketing. So this, I, this, this week I had two hours of marketing, which is like basically content creation, uh, filming videos, writing scripts. Um, sometimes I'll do, um, you know, like editing, like I might add a couple of things into a reel or write a caption or whatnot. But I don't consider content creation the same as content planning, just so you know. Content planning is different. Anything in this orange color here, this is what I consider business strategy business strategy. Um, and I, that's my favorite thing about what I do. So <laughs> I like to do it. And so um, I, and it's also the thing that even though I love to do it, I will tend to put it off for like the whirlwind if I don't actually schedule it in at the right time. So uh, content planning for me uh, is usually on uh, the first Monday of or the, the, the last Monday of every month, I'm planning out content for the two months Two months later. So last uh, on the 27th of February is when I had my last content planning day. And that's the day that I planned all my content for April. Um, so that's how I do that. Um, and then I, right now you can see I'm getting, I'm trying to get my broker's license because you need to have that in Washington state to officially grow a team. So that's a huge priority for me. So that's like right in the mornings right now. Um, and then anything here in this like light green color, that's when I'm actually seeing clients in person. So you guys, I have a really, really thriving, thriving business. And look at how many times I'm actually seeing clients in person right now. Three. That's it. And my my business is thriving because I have a really, really strict schedule. So does that answer your question, Katrina? Does that help? Yeah. So I, I, I start, obviously, you know, I start my morning. I even plan in like my gym time. (laughs) I plan in my morning mindset time. I plan in my sleep. I plan in my eating. I plan in everything. And I'm really, really, really dedicated to my schedule because I know me and I know that um, I will let myself go off on a tangent and I will go down a rabbit hole as as deep as I can go. If I don't have a really strict schedule.
0: Thanks for that. That helps a lot. Yeah. Good. All right. Who else? What do you want to know? Systems. I can go in the chat too. There's a lot of questions in the chat.
1: Lead generation and conversion. Michelle is asking about lead gen and conversion. So you want to know like what lead gen systems I use and then how I convert them? Michelle?
0: Yes, please.
1: So lead generation is something that's like very near and dear to my heart. I love lead gen. I love it. Because without lead gen... I don't have business, um, so it really depends on um, what, how, which, what kind of lead I'm going after. Right now, I'm really going after a lot of the organic leads. Right, I'm going after a lot more organic. I'm spending way less money right now, and I'm getting way more leads right now. So the organic thing is really, really important to me. And so. When I talk about lead gen, like organic lead gen, uh, the systems that I put in place are going to go back to my schedule that I just talked about with Katrina or that Katrina just asked about. And the reason why I go back to that is because, um, you know, lead gen, organic lead gen requires a lot of content planning. It requires a lot of thinking. It requires a lot of strategy. So it starts out with me going to my, my every, the last Monday of every month, planning out what I'm going to do for the following month to actually get the right people in my, in my, in my pipeline. Um, so what happens is if someone is coming in organically, let's say they're coming in from Instagram, which is right now I'm getting a ton from Instagram. Um, if they're coming in from Instagram right now, they're going into my 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 pipeline, my funnel, and we have right now we're implementing what we call a three by three by three campaign. Has anyone ever heard of this campaign? Yeah, the three by three by three is pretty awesome. So um, basically, in the first three days, they're getting touched nine times. The first one is a text message. And I have an automated text message that goes out, but I'm going to tell you I don't let it go out right away because I, it seems too robotic. Like if someone like they're they get zapped into my Sierra and then all of a sudden they get a they get a text like right away, it's like, "Oh, okay, it's not a person. That's they're not going they have less likely likelihood to respond because they think you're a robot." So, I basically set up my um my automatic text to go out about 4 minutes after they've come in because that's much more organic, right? That's much more, that seems a a little bit more like a real person. And also if an automated text goes out right away and then they are automatic, they convert into a client, uh, then what are they gonna automatically think in the future? They're gonna think that I'm gonna respond right then and there. They're gonna think that I don't have anything else going on. They're gonna think that that's the time that they should always expect an immediate response. And so I want them to know they're gonna get a quick response, but not an immediate response. Do you what have Zapier deals? or Zapier set up for that, Linnea? I do. Zapier, okay. I use Zapier on everything. We have Zapier going from like, every time you guys register for this call, you're zapped into my CRM. Like literally Zapier is set up for everything. We have Zapier that goes from like Google Drive into my Slack channel, because in Slack channel, if I have like, if someone views a Loom video, so when I share Loom videos with you guys, it zaps it directly into my Google Drive so I can see who who viewed it. So we we
0: have Zapier for everything. Um, and so, then the
1: second day of the three by three by three campaign. I'm sorry, every day for the first three days is a one call, one text, one email for the first three days. Every single day, the first uh, call, text, the first email and text are pretty are automated. The second day is not. The second day is very manual. It's a very manual thing. So, like. Um, Danella's usually the one who takes the leads and she will have to go in and she'll have to like, man, like every day <laughs> she's got a system too, how she goes and she tracks her follow up, but she's learned a lot from me on that one. Um, she'll go through on every day at whatever time she's allocated for herself and she'll go and do all of these manual second day follow ups. And the third day is the same thing, call, text, email. So nine touches in the first three days. Then we we dare, we we split it out. So then they go into within the first 10 days, they're getting about 17 touches. So after the first three days, there's about eight touches. in the next 10 days, we skip a day here, we skip, we skip a couple of days, We're getting a call or a text or an email. Uh, and then it goes out to once a month for basically the next year. That's how that's how that works. Does
0: that answer your question, Michelle? Yeah. Sorry. My dogs are no okay. playing loud in the background, but yes, thanks.
1: Okay. And then Gene is asking the same thing. It's effective follow-up system, website, et cetera. Um, I'll tell you what, right now, the website that I love is Real Geeks. I freaking love it. Real Geeks is amazing. Um, I also have KB Core. I like Real Geeks a lot better. Don't nothing, nothing bad about KB Core. I just found lead quality through KB Core or through um, Real Geeks is much higher. People actually respond real fast on, from real geeks. And I don't know what it is. I just think it's like the way it shows up on Google.
0: Okay. Are you also using them for your
1: follow-up? Follow like you mentioned about everything being automated. Or are you also using them for that? But real geeks? Yes. Real Geeks is a website and it just it integrates into my follow-up boss. So yes, Real Geeks and oh follow-up gosh. boss are directly integrated. So anytime someone comes in through uh, the Real Geeks website, I can actually... It sends an alert on an email um, and uh, we can see like exactly what they're looking at. We can see which properties they favorited. Uh, we can see everything. And so it's kind of nice because we don't actually need Zapier for Real Geeks to follow up the boss because they are a direct integration. Do you do any direct marketing spend with real geeks or do you do it through driving, using other sources to drive people to real geeks? I have not done any direct marketing through real geeks, but I feel like I should. Um, That's something Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's on my it's on my agenda uh, to add in um, slowly but surely. I'm also not really trying to add in too much at the same time. So right now we're just we're perfecting uh, the organic outreach right now because that's Mm -hmm. really, really, really working and I don't have to spend money. (laughs) <laughs> I like to keep money in my pocket. Look, whoa, weird, weird. Um, do you, Mike? No? Okay. I was just curious. If anybody does just spend direct money with real geeks on uh, leads, let me know because I would love to know your conversion rates and like the quality and whatnot. I'd love to know more about that. Um,
0: so, Isabel. Yeah. 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 Uh, I read that it's mostly for the Pacific Northwest. What is rogi. rogi? Is it mostly for the Pacific Northwest? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, I mean, no, I use I it in use Arizona. It. Oh, okay. Thank you. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean I've I've heard about it for quite a while. Um, and I, you know, I've seen I've seen multiple people um, <laughs> try to get me to switch to Real Geeks. And even when I joined uh, Agent Launch, uh, they were really strict on wanting me to use Real Geeks. and I pushed back for so long. I was like, no, 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 do it with do it with uh, do it with KV Core. And I finally switched to Real Geeks and I've got to tell you, it's like game changer. I spent I I pay for a website now, I pay $350 a month for a website, but I spend a lot less money on Google Pay per click. Like about half the cost on Google pay-per-click and I get higher quality leads and higher conversion. So I don't know, the math works out. It's weird. Carol, why are you
0: doing that face, Carol? I know. (laughs) Renee, do you still use any of KB Core's, like any of their tools in addition to Real Geeks?
1: Yeah, I do. I use like KVCore's Property Boost. Um, I do use, there's some things through KVCore I still use because I want to have my, my clients to have maximum maximum exposure. So sometimes we'll have Property Boost ads that run people back to their uh, KVCore site. Um, and then sometimes we'll um, re- just run like uh, street text to run them back through um, to Real Geeks. So we have their sites, their their property exposed on both sites. Yeah. Okay, Isabel is asking, what do I prepare for my listing presentation? A lot. A freaking lot. Uh, I don't believe in listing presentations. I have listing conversations. Uh, by the time I've actually gone to somebody's house, um, they've already received all the information from me. I don't actually present anything to them other than asking about their house, uh, confirming their goals because we've already we've already reached their goals before we've even gotten to the appointment. So one thing that I do right before a listening presentation, the day before, is I always do basically a confirmation call. They all know I'm going to call them once we set the appointment. I say, OK, um, so your appointment is on Tuesday. I'll see you at Tuesday at four. Just expect that on Monday at 4 p.m. I'm going to give you a quick call. I just want to run, run through a few things so you know what to expect from our appointment. And that 90, 99% of the time, people are like, absolutely. 1% of the time, like, oh, I'm not going to be available at four. Can you call me at two, right? Um, but every single person, before we even go to their house, uh, they get a phone call from me and the phone call, I go through a series of questions. There's 10 questions on there going from, it's like a pre-qualification, right? Going from, I want to confirm that, you know, your address is A, B, C, D. You're moving because of X, Y, Z, right? Uh, when do you want to be moved by? I'm, I want to find out all the stuff that you would normally do in a listing presentation. I'm finding that out before. I don't want to waste my time at a listing presentation trying to talk through their goals. Why am I even there if they're not motivated? I don't want to waste my time. So um, I go through and I ask the, all a series of questions. Uh, some of those questions include how much you currently owe on your mortgage? How much do you want to net from the sale of your home? Okay. On a scale of one to 10, How motivated are you to sell? What is your motivation? If you like what you hear tomorrow, are you willing to sign a contract with me? Ask that question before. It's a hard question to ask. It's really scary for me too. I do it now. I've been doing it for a while. Uh, But I ask that question before. You know why? Because I don't want to go there and waste my time. And if they're going to tell me, oh, I'm going to interview 20 other agents at the same time as you, I'm you know, it is what it is. Go ahead and interview 20 other agents. But I want you to know that my expectation when I come to meet you is that I'm a professional. Okay, here's everything you want to know about me. I'm going to give it to you all up front. And then I am going to ask you to sign a contract because then it makes it less weird when you're at the listing appointment. and You're like, hey, now can you sign this contract? That's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Well, you just got to tell them you're there. You're there not to give them a value. You're there not to like, let's see how we can sell your house. You're there because you want to get a contract signed which is why I have 15 listing agreements signed right now. So like that's, that's my, that's what I, how I prepare my listing presentation, but everything basically in the listing presentation does come prior to me actually getting to the appointment. When I show up to the appointment, I basically got reprints of everything they've already received in the mail. So they already have everything and I just have it. So I basically have my iPad with me and then I ask them, "Hey, go, can you grab your your um, can you grab that thing that I sent you? Grab that packet I sent you. Let's go through it together." And so then I don't have to waste the paper. <laughs> They're already excited because they've already looked at it. In the packet, I have their title report. I've pulled preliminary title. I have their t- entire preliminary title report. I've called my title rep if there's any weirdness about it, and I've asked all the questions I can. So I've educated myself on their property. So. That that is kind of like the gist. I mean, what I do for my listing presentations is very, very, very involved. And we're probably not going to get through that in a half an hour call. But maybe one day I'll do a a how to prepare, like a listing presentation call. Um, Okay. Brittany's asking, what is your CMA follow-up system? How do you make your CMAs differ from the average agent? So... um, my CMA follow up system is a I don't do CMAs unless I know that I'm going to be doing uh, going to a listing appointment. If someone wants a uh, home value from me, um, I will happily put them in Homebot. I will happily uh, do a quick comparable sale walkthrough. Um, I will happily or a video walkthrough, and then I will send them the video, and then I will call them. Um, you know, I know I know the CMA follow up system is awesome and works for a lot of people. For me, to be quite honest, it's a lot of work a lot of work. And so I want, I'm trying to figure out how to get my time to be more efficient. So how I do it that's different is I use it. I do HomeBot and I'll actually send them a video message directly through HomeBot. Um, and then they get from me, uh, they get from me a card, a, a note card from, I use AM cards uh, integrated with follow-up boss. And it's a, Hey, I hope you got your home value in, I hope you got your home value. Let me know if there's any questions. Then we call and then we text. Now, that being said, if you are using HomeBot, one week a month or one day a week is my HomeBot day. So on Mondays, when I'm doing my my follow-up, the two hours of follow-up, that's HomeBot. So I'm going through and I'm looking at all the people that have been active that week. And then I'm looking at all the people that are new to HomeBot. And then what I'm doing, I'm either reaching out via call, text, email, really depending on how I followed up with them. Um, I'm reaching out and I'm asking them, you know, Hey, I see you were active in HomeBot this week. What's going on? Is there something specifically I can help? And a lot of times that conversation is like, yeah, I actually saw that my neighbor's house just sold for $2 million, but I can't believe it's $2 million in this neighborhood. And you're like, Oh my gosh, let me look into it. And you do a quick comp on, you do a quick comp review on, I just use the MLS. I don't do anything fancy. I use the MLS and I do a video walkthrough of all the comps and just send it to them through HomeBot. Does that answer your question, Brittany?
0: Awesome. Okay. Uh, Adrian. Good morning, Linnea, as usual. Excellent presentation today. Uh, I wanted to know uh, if you got a lead that, you know, you got an address only, do you just throw them in in HomeBot?
1: Address onlys are a little different just because, like, I'm going to tell you, first of all, through Real Geeks, I've never gotten an address only, A, so... Ever since I started running address only through uh, seller leads through real gates, I've never gotten an address only. Every single one of them has had a good phone number. I've talked to every single one of them. A couple of them are flaky, like this one guy, Dale, that we're really trying to to track down. But he still responds. He's a little flaky. So there's that. Um, So what we were doing for address only is we were doing a handwritten note. We were doing um, like uh, we would send, we would do a quick like, rather than doing like a video walkthrough of like the comps, I would just print comps and I'd run them into core present and send out a core present package to them. Um, that got to be a lot of work. So honestly for an address only, uh, right now, what I do that seems to be working just fine, uh, is we'll skip trace for at least a name an email and a phone number if we can, and then we'll right. import it into our CRM. And then we'll basically put them into uh, retargeting. So we'll just, we'll keep them on remarketing only. We won't send emails because I don't want to get spammed, uh, but we will export them from my CRM, import them into Facebook and then make uh, do a retargeting audience. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Who are you using for skip tracing? That's them.com. We're not doing anything fancy. Just the free version. I like free. I like saving money. <laughs> That's my theme
0: for the year. No more money. Lenora. Yeah, a couple of questions, uh, rogue, uh, roguey, how do you spell it?
1: Real geeks, I'll put it in the chat. Oh, phrase. real geeks, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I okay. know, it's, it's interesting, yeah. So real geeks, yes, there you go. Oh, it's a real
0: geeks, it's yeah. not rogue. Okay, yeah. uh, the other thing is for, I am in my second year of real estate and I hear so many tools, uh, so, but my budget is limited. So, what tools would you recommend for lead gen?
1: Okay, so if your budget is limited, make sure A, the number one tool you need to have is a CRM. Number one. Do, do you have a CRM?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Do you, and do you use it regularly?
0: Yeah, KV Core. Yeah. Okay,
1: cool. All right, so there you go. Tool number one. Second is if you already have KV Core, you can run a crap ton of marketing through KV Core. There's like, I don't know, something like 50 or something different types of marketing that you can run through KV Core. Um, if you are you, uh, what brokerage are you with?
0: Oh, I am uh, with EXP. I'm a solo agent.
1: So um, you can uh, through EXP, you can sign up for Make It Rain. You have to take a little like training course to learn how to do Make It Rain leads, but you could do Make It Rain. I've heard great things about that. My personal preference for lead gen, if you want to do like a system, like a a, a solution, is Street Text A eh, for for Facebook. I love face. I love that. I've heard a lot about listings to leads. Does anybody use listings to leads? Thumbs up, thumbs down, good or bad? I I just sorry. Yeah, I used to, but then someone just told me that they got way better. Yeah, I've heard than they used to be. Yeah, listings to leads is like really popped up a lot lately. So that's kind of been, Cheryl, you're raising your hand.
0: We can't hear you. Oh no. Hi there.
1: It's Jackie. I've heard from from people about listing to leads that's really good. Okay, Yeah. So listings to leads is another one. I'm actually going to try it. I have a ton of listings coming up in the next week, uh, next two weeks. I think I've got four that are going live. Um, and so we'll be running um, listings to leads. Uh, and so I'll let you know about that. But yeah, I've heard great things right now. I love, I just, I love street text for Facebook. It's pretty easy. It's like set it and forget it. And there you go. Thank you. Oh, Jackie Durth is saying she did not like listings to leads. Why did you not like listings to leads?
0: I used it a while ago, like probably a year or more ago. Um, i I just felt like it was very generic ads,
1: and I felt like uh, it just didn't give give you any leads. Hmm. I thought it was a waste of money, interesting. okay. They well, got two different. I mean, stuff. they could have changed by now. I mean, Good. they could have updated and made it fantastic, but when I was using it, that that's my opinion of it. Okay, there we go. Two different perspectives. I love it. Uh, Someone who uses listings to leads, can you explain um, what it is?
0: Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can. We got you, Cheryl. So
1: um, I have used listings to leads. I use it a lot for our open houses and blast out there. It's um, to do advertising and get leads. We do it too for our, you can do it for listings, but we can download. Right into the program, we can download the listing. So I don't have to spend a lot of time uploading Fittos and stuff like that. So we can mm-hmm. use in our brokerage, other listings and broadcast our open
0: houses. But we get quite a bit of leads through it that way. Okay. There they are go. working hard
1: on trying to do seller leads now too. I just have to get into that portion and see how it works. Nice. There we go. So they're upgrading. Um, okay. So Suma is asking, do I have a funnel in real geeks? No, everything just goes directly in the follow-up boss. I don't use any funnels in anywhere else. It's too hard. I was trying to, but you guys like, I can't, I gotta do one thing. <laughs> so everything, everything goes in a follow-up boss. So all the only funnels I ever run are really through follow-up boss. Thanks. uh Kate is asking, do you, or have you ever used Mayshore method? The answer is yes, I have. Um, I have, I do, I use Mayshore method for uh, like a couple of my, my like click funnels right now too, because it's a great platform for that. Um, But I don't really have an opinion either way. I just love follow-up boss. So Mayshore method is pretty comprehensive as far as I know, as far as I know. Um, And then no, I'm not using the CRM in real gates. Kate's in class, she can't talk. They had to the kids. <laughs> um, okay. So let's see. So what if they say, no, I know I'm not ready to sign a listing agreement. Then don't go on the appointment. Don't go on the appointment. Continue to give them value. Continue to, continue to nurture. But like, really, I mean, why are you going to a listing appointment if they're not ready to sign a listing agreement? So I just basically set the expectation up front. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say it's foolproof. I'm not going to say 100% of people sign, but I'll tell you what, my my conversion ratio of people going up and signing, signing or expecting to know what they're going to sign prior to me actually going there is high. And also I send them a copy of the contract before I get there. so I don't have to go through and explain the contract to them. Also, you guys, I use a commission menu, just so you know, I don't have a set commission. It's a commission menu. Uh, so they basically get everything up front. They get to see everything. And, you know, the commission menu, they always choose the highest option, especially in this market. Especially in this market. They don't want, they don't want to have no marketing on their house. I mean, I can sell your house for you. I can put on the MLS and not charge you anything. Cool. It's not gonna help you. What's really gonna help you is all work, all the marketing that's gonna go into it. So that is all there. Um
0: Okay. now, what do you include in your commission menu? Uh, if I understand you correctly, depending on the percentage that you put on that menu, is what they get?
1: Yep. Yep. So it really depends. Like it, a couple of things, it's varied based on where the buyer comes from. Right. So if the buyer comes from like, I give them, you know, access to their um, their like property website. And so and their face and like the link on Facebook. And if they have someone in their own network that comes and they're unrepresented, I'm not going to charge them a full commission. I mean, the buyer came from them, but I'm still, I'm still charging a commission, right? So it's, it depends on that. It depends on what they want included. It depends on most people who are out of st- who are moving out of state are going to take the highest option because the reason why is what they're going to get from me is they're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hire the remove the junk removal. I'm going to hire the deep cleaner. I'm going to hire all of these people. I'm going to hire all, I'm taking care of their entire thing. All they have to do is pack their shit and move. That's all I got to do. And most of the time people will pay you a lot for that because like the stress of moving out of state is high. Really high, and the stress of having to sell your house at the same time when you don't know how you're going to do it all is even higher. So, if they, that's, that's where I go, so uh, depends on where the buyer comes from, and it really depends on what they want in there. So, usually on my listings, it's between
0: six and seven percent. Um,
1: okay, thank you, thank welcome. you, welcome. You're welcome,
0: Laneya. Do you pay for the cleaning, or, or do you just find those companies and they pay for them?
1: So that's part of the commission menu, right? So if they want me to pay for it, right, I will. I will pay for it, but it comes out of it, they pay. They pay higher in the end, right? It, or they can pay for it up front, uh, and then they pay a little bit lower commission. So it really just depends, because you got it. Gotta, that's why you got to. That's why you have that that pre-listing conversation, uh, the pre-listing phone call prior to the appointment, so you can really understand what their needs and, and goals are. Because I don't, exactly. I go in every single appointment understanding which option I'm going to push for them. I'm not always trying to go for that seven percent. Not always. I mean, sometimes I'm going for five and a half. Like because I, I just understand what their needs are. So you have to kind of think like if someone wants me to basically do all the work, I will. I will do it. Absolutely. It's going to cost you more money. Of course. But you get people, my client avatar is willing to pay for convenience because I pay for convenience. I'm Convenience is like, when it comes to like cost of anything, convenience is way at the top. Way at the top. Save me time. Save me stress. Cool. I'll pay you a lot more for it. So um, it really just depends. And that's part
0: of the commission menu. The name? Yes. Do you... Do you write it into your contract? Anything? If you're paying for a lot of stuff up front, do you write it in your contract that if they cancel or change their mind, they owe you
1: X amount of money? Yep. Yep. It's all written in there. Um, I learned the hard way. Thank you, Wendy, for pushing me through that, that moment. Cause I had a deal where I put a ton of money out and I had a, a, a easy exit listing agreement. You can cancel at any time with no cost. And I'm like, yeah, no, I got screwed out of like, you know, a couple grand on that one. So I'm not going to happen again. So yeah, there is a, definitely a clause in there and it's, that gets sent to them prior. So they're getting all of this prior to me actually going to the listing appointment and they get to see what the clauses look like. You know, if you want to utilize my concierge services, there's an authorization in that to say uh, escrow can deduct money from... Um, uh, from from escrow or from net proceeds. So that's all in there. Um, so all of it is like, it's all up front, all very disclosed. The other thing I also have in my um, contract in the beginning is a price reduction clause. So if they um, have, it depends on what the market's doing. I think I just changed it because the homes are turning a little bit faster right now. But if they don't have um, an offer on their house and we've had X amount of showings within X amount of days, we have to drop their price by usually 5% is what I put it at. Um, and that's that's discussed up front because guess what? When you get into a deal with someone, <laughs> and you are then trying to like trying to work your way into getting a price reduction, it makes it a lot harder. But if you talk about it up front, you're like, "Hey, just so you know, we already talked about this. You already signed, and then you
0: automatically do it. It's done." Kevin. Yeah, um, on your back to your schedule. Uh, do you just do all the color coding yourself on on Gmail? And okay.
1: Yeah. Do you know how to change your, your your colors on, on your Google calendar?
0: No, I, well, whatever color it comes up to, everything's blue. (laughs) So I didn't know if you had like a program or something or how do you, how do you do the uh, color coding?
1: So a couple things is this little berry color here. This is my actual brand color. So I changed my entire calendar to be that color. So anything that just pops up is just random stuff on my calendar. Uh, And you do that by going into the calendar and then go settings and sharing. Uh, Sorry, go back. I lied. Uh, You go into the calendar, hit the three dots, and then you click on this button here and you add in your hex code. So that's my hex code for my berry color and my my Mm, brand. Okay. So there's that. And then when you go into an appointment, what you do... Um, let's say I want to change this one here. We don't want. We want Katie to not be Barry anymore. We want Katie to be a different color. Uh, you can just go in and assign these a color. Uh, and then what you'll do on this plus sign here is it'll pull up all of the colors, uh, and you can add a label. You can add a name for it. So random. So all of your colors. So all of your appointments will now have a, a name for it. Okay. So I I put anything with money in green right? Anything uh, with uh, my like out of office, usually vacations or whatnot, like that's red, like don't bug me. Anything in gray is personal time. Um, or sometimes personal appointments, I kind of intermix sometimes like my lash appointment, you guys all know, I love my lashes. Uh, like, <laughs> So I miss my, I miss my lash appointment with my out of office time. Uh, and then um, I do marketing in that lavenderish color. And so this is kind of how I do it. So it's, pretty easy you just got to go in and just sign whatever color means the most to you
0: yeah can you add a new color for a tab or for a label uh,
1: so for the labels there's only you can only have the colors that they have there the only thing you can change is the color of the actual calendar hmm. okay.
0: and when you try to do it
1: from your phone that i think that's where kevin is seeing all blue <laughs> Yeah. when you try to good. book one on your phone, they're all the same color, but you have to go into your computer and change it, right, Linnea? No, if you have the Google, the Gmail app on your phone, or the Google Calendar app on your phone, you can change oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, if, you, if you're using, if you using, like if you have, like for iPhone, that, for example, if you're using the Apple Calendar, you cannot. Everything on my Apple Calendar is the same color. Oh, okay. Um, but if I do it from the G, the Google Calendar app, you can. Gotcha. So.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's what's happening then because yeah, I use I have an iPhone as well. So Me too. I right. use
1: Apple. Yeah, download the Google Calendar app. All right. Awesome.
0: Doing it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Hiya. Yes. Hey, if you are pre-signing a price reduction clause at 5%, <gasps> so then are you canceling the listing and do you already have it
0: re-signed with them? Am I canceling it? I'm because doing
1: in, in our MLS, if you reduce the price 5% or more, you can cancel the listing and relist it. So that it comes up new on everybody's hot sheet. Are you doing yeah. that? Or are you just doing the price reduction? Just a price reduction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. We can do that on our MLS as well, I guess. I've never done that. But I I think Danella learned that in a class she went to because she goes to I'm in your MLS. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Danella learned that. She went to to a forms class that I didn't go to and came back and told me that. I was like, oh, that's cool. I learned something new. Okay. Kate is asking one more time. uh, I use follow-up boss for my CRM. Follow-up boss. Follow-up boss. That's my CRM. And I love it. Freaking love it. Love, love, love it. It's like my favorite thing in the world. My favorite tool that I use is follow-up boss. Okay, we are out of time. Look at that. It's 836 already. Thank you all so much. If you have any other questions about systems or anything, feel free to toss them in the group. Uh, and then if you missed the first part of the call, um, uh, we are, I'm currently We're working on uploading all of the old content into there because the links don't work anymore. So it's just going to be a while. It takes a long time. I uploaded a video today and it's taken like an hour. So it's going to be, it'll be a while, but we're working on it. So have patience. And then Jen, am I running Google pay-per-click targeting sellers? Uh, No, they're really, really, really expensive. So everything is targeting buyers on Google pay-per-click. But I'll tell you what, like most of my buyers are also sellers. So that's how that works. And then street text, um, I'm not, right now, I'm not actually running street text ads. uh, But when I do, I usually only run seller ads on street text. So sellers on street text and buyers on Google. All right, you guys,
0: everyone have a great weekend. Bye.